And it's funny because the Joval name, especially here locally, is one that is synonymous with metal ductwork. Mm-hmm. Um, it's sort of like it, you don't get a, a paper tissue, you get a Kleenex. Here, you don't go and ask for snaplock pipe, you ask for Joval. And we've even talked to people that work for competitors of ours in Mississippi and, and other, other places. They'll receive calls and people will say, yeah, we want to know if we can buy some Joval. Welcome to Jefferson Parish Pulse, powered by Jedco, a podcast designed to showcase the businesses, organizations, and individuals that make up the heartbeat of the Jefferson Parish economy. I'm Kelsey Scram. This week on Jefferson Parish Pulse, we interviewed Barry Hayes, vice president of Joval Manufacturing Company. Barry is part of the third generation of family members that have owned and operated Joval, a sheet metal manufacturer for air conditioners, roofing, and more. The business has a long history in Jefferson Parish and a loyal client base to tout their quality work and excellent customer service. On this episode, Barry and I talk about the benefits of doing business in Jefferson Parish, what it's like to work with multiple generations of family members, and hiring the right people to fit their business culture. Let's get to it. Barry, thank you so much for being on the show. We appreciate it. Certainly. It's a real pleasure. Thanks for having me. We've got a ton of questions to get through today, lots of good stuff, so I'm just going to jump right into it. Um, Tell me a little bit about Joval. What does your company do? It's sheet metal manufacturing. We make residential air conditioning ductwork and fittings. We make some roofing products and also some plumbing uh, products, all of it out of galvanized sheet metal. Great. Okay. Very cool. So you guys have been around for quite some time, about 63 years is what I read on the website. Um, Saw that the business was born out of another company called 20th Century Sheet Metal, a company um, that your family started by kicking John's father's mule out of the barn. Can you share a little bit of the history of the business? (laughs) Absolutely. Sure. So it was my grandfather, John Valenza, and he had a partner that was Walter Johnson. And they did indeed, when they started 20th Century, kick John's father's mule out of the barn. (laughs) And he grew that company, and it was mostly a commercial uh, ductwork company. And he grew that and eventually brought his brothers into it. I believe it was Oscar and Joe. Um, Hard to remember back that Mm -hmm. far. But um, And at some point, my grandfather, John, and his partner, Walter, had decided that they wanted to move more to residential ductwork mm. because that was at the at the cusp of air conditioning being put into the home rather than just a, a you know commercial application. And so that's where the, the name Joval came from. It was the the um, combination of Johnson and Valenza. This is such a wonderful story. We love these types of things where your you know your family business started many years ago and has kind of grown into what it is today. Mm-hmm. Um, you talk about, are you doing both commercial and residential or just residential now? We're, we're mostly doing residential, but we are branching out toward commercial. Okay. Um, and a lot of that has to do with just the fact that in any given year, we have about 5% growth in residential housing starts, but commercial is uh, a lot less limited. So mm. there's a lot, there's better um, margins to be made in commercial and there's a lot more work out there. So we're slowly working our way toward that. 
Perfect. So who is your market? And you, we, we kind of just talked about that, but are you selling to the companies that are installing the air conditioners or that make the whole air conditioner or how, do, how mm-hmm. does that work? We sell to the wholesale houses. Okay, I see. So it would be the, the, the supply houses for the HVAC contractor, for the roofing contractor or the plumbing contractor. We don't sell to anyone that actually does an installation. We don't install anything ourselves. We're just we're pre-manufacturing the ductwork or the roofing material and then selling it to the supply house, which works well for us um, because we've over the over the years we have some customers that have been with us since the inception of, of Joval, wow. and um, and we've been able to really tailor our customers to a a business model that works for us. Perfect. Um, Do you sell, are are your clients just kind of regional or are you all over the country? No, it's it's inherent in the sheet metal manufacturing situation that we have stuff that's bulky but light. And Mm -hmm. so it doesn't lend itself to shipping very far. So our outreach is really about 300 miles. Okay. We, we go as far as, we go from Lake Charles to Pensacola and as far north as um, Jackson, Mississippi, even Memphis, Tennessee. Great. Okay. That's, that's awesome. Really wonderful. Um, so we talked about that you guys have been around for quite some time. Um, how has the business grown since that launch in 1955? Sure. It's... Originally, I think it grew really quickly because there was an additional partner that my grandfather and his and, and Walter Johnson brought on, and he was primarily a salesman, and he grew the business pretty quickly. So by the 70s, we actually had a, a, a regional reach that in the 80s and 90s actually shrank down again mm. because the, the competitive landscape changed. And so... It wasn't until it, during the 80s and 90s, we, we ended up just Louisiana mm. um, and really just southern and central Louisiana. Um, it was, I guess, about five, maybe seven years ago now that where we really started branching out again and trying to recapture some of the some of the, the lost area. And so in, in that time frame, we've gotten back into Mississippi, Alabama, uh, parts of Florida and Tennessee. One of the things that I have um, noticed in talking with some of the business owners through this, this podcast just recently, um, I, I hear a lot of, you know, we, we sometimes have to pivot or change direction. And it sounds like um, not necessarily that you guys change direction, but that you've had to kind of refocus your efforts in, in other ways in order to recapture some of that, um, that market. Um, is that right? Yes. Um, we, and for certain, and also things just change within the industry mm. and from area to area, things change. Mm. So what people use here in the greater new Orleans area is completely different from what they use in the Lafayette area Interesting, and also completely different from the Jackson, Mississippi. area. That's really fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. And so you guys just do a really good job of being able to, to determine the needs of the, the businesses that you're selling to. Right. And sometimes it drives us nuts. You know, <laughs> we, we'd, we'd really love to, to pare down some of our uh, product lines mm-hmm. when it really comes down to it. But it, it's a hard thing because of the fact that so many, 
so many different areas use so many different things. Sure. How many products do you have? How many product lines? It, it, it's a lot because we're, we're making not just the, the ductwork itself, but we're making the, the pans that, that uh, safety pans so that your air conditioner doesn't drip water down onto your ceiling and ruin your ceiling. It's the, uh, the insulated boxes. When you look up at your ceiling, there's a grill. Behind that grill is one of our products, and it's got insulation in it. Um, there's also large boxes called plenums that once the air gets goes past the, the coil that cools it down, it goes directly into this big plenum. It's like a great big insulated box. And then there's starting collars from there that, that then lead to the ductwork that, you know, so it, it goes on and on. And then we also, we have other things as well. Uh, we have some patented products that we work with. Um, there was a, a local man who, who invented a product called the duck saddle. It's an ingenious way to support your, your flexible duct. What we make here is metal duct. And really, honestly, beginning with Katrina, after Katrina, people were, were trying to get air conditioning work done so quickly mm -hmm. that a lot of the old school guys that said they would never use anything but metal duct work started moving to the flexible ductwork mm. that's made out of plastic and, and wrapped with insulation. And it, it's a whole lot faster to use, but it doesn't move air very efficiently and it can really make for a messy installation. Mm. Well, this gentleman, he invented this product because he figured there had to be a better way to, to suspend ductwork rather than just laying it on the floor. Mm. Um, and actually he was trying to ha hang it <clears throat> from a tall... Uh, ceiling in an attic and almost fell off the ladder and oh, that's no. how he developed this product interesting but, yeah it, it's a fantastic product and uh, we've been making it for more than 10 years for him okay. now and um, we, we also have res other resale items things that sort of complement the um, the air conditioning ductwork that we make there's vent ventilation products things that ventilate hot air for your water heater or your your gas furnace and we don't make that stuff, but we import it in from Canada, sell it here. Mm. We're one of the major distributors for them in the South. Okay. The, this is, I think this is so wonderful to, to hear some of the things that you're doing. And people don't think about that every little piece of everything that is used is manufactured in some way, shape, or form from, you know, businesses across the country. And it's really neat that you guys are doing that here. It's really cool. I can't tell you how many times people are surprised to find out that this stuff is made right here yeah. in Jefferson Parish. It, people just assume that we're a countrywide product. Sure. Absolutely. No, this is, <clears throat> this is so interesting to me. I love it. Um, and I think you've kind of answered this question already, just in some of the things that you've been talking about and the products that you you're making, but, um, what sets this business apart from other similar manufacturers? Sure. The quality, it, it's the quality that we're known for industry-wide. Um, and it's also our customer service because we're a smaller company where a lot of our competition they're huge. They have five plants, you know, across different parts of the company and so forth, country, sorry. But um, we, we can really kind of tailor our customer service and, and, and go the extra mile for our customers. And it's funny because the Joval name, especially here locally, mm -hmm. is one that is synonymous with metal ductwork. Mm -hmm. um, it's sort of like you don't get a, a paper tissue, you get a Kleenex. Here, you don't go and ask for snap lock pipe. You ask for Joval. And 
we've even talked to people that work for competitors of ours in Mississippi and, and other, other places. They'll receive calls and people will say, yeah, we want to know if we can buy some Joval. And they'll say, sorry, you can buy our brand, but you can't buy Joval. Sure. Here. Well, that's really good for you guys. That's it is. wonderful. It is. And we have some, some fantastic loyal customers out there. That's wonderful. And you mentioned that you are, you know, you're a smaller company. Um, but what, what does that mean in, in comparison to some of those larger companies? How many employees do you have? You know, what is the square footage of the facility? That kind of thing. Sure. We have roughly um, 35 to 40 employees, and it, it depends on – it's a little bit seasonal. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, in the, in the summer, we're blowing and going, sure. and then as, as we get into winter, we sort of slow down a bit. Mm-hmm. And the majority of, of those employees are direct, uh, direct production employees. Okay. We have three people in shipping, a couple of people in maintenance mm-hmm. and office and, and administration – but um, a lot of direct. Most people working in the manufacturing side. Exactly. Okay. Right. Great. Um, when it comes to the, the facility size, we actually have two two facilities. Okay. So we have uh, the original building, which has been added to three separate times in our history. And then at some point in the 70s, my grandfather also bought the piece of property directly across from us. Okay. And so we're on both sides of the street and have manufacturing and and storage in both sides. That's great. We love that. That's a good, that's a nice footprint for sure. It is, it is. Um, and we'll talk a little bit more about the the history of this facility in just a little bit, because I know you've been here basically since the beginning, aside from when they were out of that barn. So right. um, we'll talk about that in just a few minutes. But I want to talk a little bit um, about you. Um, you are part of the third generation of family members. Um, what do you do for the company? What's your role? I currently am the vice president of the company and I've traditionally been more, uh, the sales manager for the company. And, um, I've also been the steel purchaser. I've been, um, a lot of different, you know, hats over, over the years. Um, I started as a, uh, as just an inside salesperson and, um, and that's where it all began. And it's a funny thing because when I first started, I had come from a whole different career. Hmm. Um, growing up, I, I worked around, you know, around the business. And at times my grandfather would pull me and my cousins in here and we would do some odd jobs and things. But when it came to actually a career here, my dad, I remember the day I sat down and I had the conversation. And I was at some point in college and I, I asked him, can I count on coming to Joval when I get out. And he said, no, you have to make your own way. And, you know, honestly, I think that's one of the best things he ever did for for me is is to not just usher me straight in here, Mm -hmm. but to have me go out and and try other things and and find my own way. So I did. I actually went and um, I I got a degree from LSU in sociology, then went and got a master's in social work, and I was doing family counseling. And Yes, I was a completely different aspect. And then um, one day when I, I, I eventually worked into um, work, promoting hospital psychiatric programs, mm-hmm. and then I got into durable medical equipment, huh. and I was selling medical equipment. And at that point, my dad came to me and said, you know, your uncle's retiring. He's in charge of sales. Are you interested in Joval? Huh. 
Huh. And I, <laughs> I just had to say, of course. Of course. Yeah. That's really interesting. And I love that the progression of how you ended up in the sales, how you ended up kind of in sales, and then you ended up here in sales. Right. Which is cool. That's, a, that's really neat. I love right. that. And, you know, also, when I, when I came, I said, well, I had one stipulation. At the time, we didn't even use computers. Oh, no. Here. And this was 2003. <laughs> 2003. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I said, Dad, I'm willing to do it, but only if you promise me that we can move toward having computerized yes. you know, systems here. And he said, well, actually, we're already working on that. Because at the time, he, his brother, so it's, a, it's kind of a, you know, a, a convoluted story as far as how the family is. Mm-hmm. But we, one of my uncles was our IT person here, okay. even though we didn't have computers. But mm-hmm. he was working on getting, you know, <laughs> getting us up to speed. So my first day working for Joval, I actually had to go to Office Max and ask them for a typewriter. And the guy looked at me like I was insane. Well, sure. But that was the only way that, you know, I spent my first year typing on a typewriter all of the orders that came in, which then the guy that sat across from me at the time hand-priced and hand-extended every single one of those invoices. So... Um, the company has come quite a ways, sure, even from 2003. Right, it sure That's has. That's really, really interesting. Mm-hmm. I love that. Um, and now you said you were vice president. Yes, and right. that's uh, that's a very different role than being in sales, but maybe not so much. Uh, can you talk my, a little? My bit about focus it? very much is still sales okay. at this point, um, but we are making a transition because it's the president of the company is is my uncle. It's John Valenza Jr. Mm-hmm. Um, and. He, at this point, is beginning to think about his exit from mm-hmm. the company. And so we are making a transition where I'm now learning a lot of stuff that he's traditionally been responsible for, which okay. would be the accounts payable, mm-hmm. accounts receivable stuff, uh, some of the payroll stuff, mm-hmm. which I've, I've done payroll for us previously, but then he took it over. Now I'm going to be taking it back right. at some point. Um, but we are making sort of this transition at this point to where he's looking to spend more time with the grandkids sure and uh, not so much time here that's understandable i guess i can totally understand that um so i like that you immediately wanted to work here and be part of the family business was it because it was the family business or was it because you were really interested in the industry what what drew you to this? It was it was the heritage mm-hmm. of it, you know, the fact that my grandfather started it, that there's just a lot of family pride around this organization. And that was my main motivating factor. I just wanted to be a, a part of family history. And that's one of the things that I really, as I was doing some research and trying to learn a little bit about the company, one of the things that I really like is that you've kept... Joval in the family for three generations. What is it like to go to work with your family every day? It, it some days it's a pleasure, some days it's a challenge <laughs> for sure. sure. And I think that's with with any family business. One thing that we, we can say for sure though is that we're all on the same page. Mm-hmm. We all want what's best for this company and what's best for the family, and we also want what's best for the people that work for this company. Right. It's important to us. We have some employees that have been here for um, for decades, wow. literally, and others that you know are, are just starting out, but show great promise to be here for a long time. Right. And as a family, that means something important to us. You know that that we can, our family can help other families to to grow and prosper. 
So the next generation, do you think, do you anticipate that um, the fourth generation of family members will be a part of, of this company as well? Sure. You know, I, I really hope so. I've got two, two sons, one in college, one okay. in, in high school. They've done some work here over the summer, okay. but I have to say, you know, I did admittedly put them through some hard stuff <laughs> just so that they understood what hard hey, work was all about. To, yeah. Right, right. Um, it may have turned them off to oh, working no. here a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if they really have aspirations for being here, but, uh, you know, that could easily change. And I hope that it does right. at some point. Um, well, and, and it's here if they want it, right? Right, exactly, exactly. And I know that also my uh, my cousin, John Valenza III, who's mm -hmm. here now, um, and he is our operations manager, mm -hmm. I know that he, he's got four kids. I know he's hoping that, that at some yeah. point, you know, they will... Um, they will come on board, you know, as well. And one of them is John the fourth. You know, so. <laughs> I love that. That's right. really, really neat. Um, so I'm going to switch gears back to talking about the facility. Mm -hmm. um, uh, you've been located in Jefferson Parish, right on the Orleans Jefferson Parish line um, since the beginning. Um, and you talked about the expansion some, and I, I just, what we love so much here at JEDCO um, as the economic developers for the parish is that you've stayed in Jefferson Parish since the beginning. Um, can you talk about some of the benefits of doing business here? Sure. Um, and, you know, beyond, beyond just the obvious of, of lower crime rates and mm -hmm. better tax rates and so forth, um, there's some real tangible stuff. One of them, I, first and foremost, would be, our councilman, John Paul Johnston, sorry, um, his office is so responsive mm -hmm. to us um, on so many different levels. And just last month, we had an issue where we had a call come in, and they said they were from Entergy, and there was a billing problem, and it sounded so real. They mm -hmm. had so many things that they knew uh -huh. about us oh, and they were saying you know that we, our bill was you know unpaid and they were going to turn our power off oh, and gosh and it was you know it was horrible conversation to have because we knew that we, our bills were paid and um and it's when they started saying well we need we can only accept cash oh, and gosh. We, you yeah. know so that's when my uncle said Barry, get on the phone with Paul Johnson's office right now. Find out if they know anything about this. So I called his office. I spoke to one of the ladies there. She said, no problem. We've got an energy contact. I'll be back in touch in just that a few great. minutes. Within minutes, she called huh. back and said, this is a scam. Do not do anything. Yes. Just hang up on these people the next time they call, which they, they called again and again and oh, again. Yeah. It's amazing. And this is what we tell prospective businesses that are coming into Jefferson Parish all the time is, you know, we have this really excellent business climate where all of our elected officials in Jefferson Parish are so focused on ensuring that our economic vitality continues mm -hmm. and that our businesses are taken care of. And we really see that across, you know, all of our district councilmen all the way up to the parish president. Yeah, truly, truly. And uh, Mr. Johnson's office also helped us with um, a, a zoning issue where all of a sudden they changed all the zoning. We own a bunch of property behind okay. the main building on the yeah, next street. Yeah. And all of a sudden, the, you know, the, the zoning on that changed. So we went to him and said, we own all this property and nobody consulted us right. about this. So he had, he worked that problem out for That's us great. and other drainage problems, you know, mm -hmm. and, and so on. Um, now, aside from that, Jedco 
Jedco um, has helped us instrumentally in a number of things, starting with right after Katrina. You know, we we went through the the Katrina years um, with getting an amazing amount of business very quickly, mm-hmm. more than we could really handle. Um, and luckily, we didn't have any damage un- until that there was a tornado that came oh through gosh. in February of 06 that oh ripped no. our roof off. Jeez. Yeah, that, that was rough. Uh-uh. But um, but then we had the downturn in 2008, the housing crunch, mm. and we lost 25% of our, our, our business at that point. Mm. So we really needed some help there, um, and Jedco was there for us. We needed some new machinery when it came to just being able to, to – produce because we lost so much of our our workforce we went from 50 back then down to 12 people uh because of you know relocation with katrina um and so we needed some new machinery jedco came through with their loan program and uh gave us low interest loans and helped us buy the machinery that we needed so that we could you know continue to compete um and you know with the housing downturn um because of the Katrina rebuild, the Louisiana area was one of the only areas in the country where there was still building mm-hmm. going on. So where we used to have to compete with one guy in Texas and one guy in, in uh, Mississippi, all of a sudden we had people that we had never heard of oh that were coming down here competing against yeah. us and dropping prices. Right. And, you know. So uh, Jedco was there for that. And Well, we appreciate that. I appreciate yes. the vote of confidence in Jedco. We really pride ourselves on you know, working closely with our businesses to make sure they have what they need as well. It's kind of the same as the council people, right? Yeah, right, <laughs> right, exactly. Um, and like uh, Kate Wendell, she's there often. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So she has helped introduce us to the on-the-job training mm, program, okay. which we made really good use of. And I don't know whether that's parish money or state money. I think it's parish money, though. Um, but the our, our involvement with that was such that it led to my cousin, John III, being asked to sit on the board of Louisiana Workforce. Really? Yes. That's so great. that's a, a real success story. That's wonderful. And, um, and then, you know, Jedco Prosper. I love those things. I've been going to them for a while. But there was one in particular that was a real turn for me in my life in that the person that was speaking there that day was Todd Mathurin. Yes. Okay. You know Todd. Yes. Okay. Um, with Renaissance Publishing, New Orleans Magazine, and so forth. Um, and he talked about the importance of a business owner informing himself, becoming you know more educated, and also finding mentors, finding peer support and peer consultation. And he talked about two two um, avenues for doing that. One is the Goldman Sachs 10,000 Small mm-hmm. Business, which I went, I went ahead and applied for that, and I did go through. I was a graduate there, Cohort 18. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, fantastic Great. program, you know, and, and, I mean, free of charge, mm-hmm. and you come out with an absolute growth plan that we did put to use here, and it is working for us. And then also he talked about Entrepreneurs Organization, which – it took me about two years to join, and to Todd's credit, he kept after me, kept mm-hmm. after me, but I did join that, and now that works, you know, for me as a real peer consultation that you, I, I just gained so much from. That is, I, I love to hear that. Um, Prosper Jefferson is actually one of the pro- programs that is under the marketing department, so I'm uh-huh. really pleased that you um, attend and have, you know, had the positive experience with that, and I think that speaks to also 
just the willingness of all of our local business owners and business leaders to work together. I mean, Todd is a great example of of someone who is, you know, his industry is very different than yours, right. but um, he continues to reach out to you and, you know, engage in different ways. And I just think that's wonderful. Mm-hmm. So, I, yeah, I'm so glad you like being here in Jefferson Parish. That certainly means a lot to us. And um, it's a really good answer to our question. So thank Fantastic. you. <laughs> and, you know, of course, you talk about the benefits of being in Jefferson Parish, but we know that running a manufacturing business can come with some challenges. You know, we've heard quite a bit about workforce challenges, for example, not necessarily here, but just across the nation it's Mm -hmm. happening. Um, What challenges um, have you guys experienced over the years and how have you overcome them? Sure. Um, I can say that when I first came on in 2003, we really had more of a, we had a core group of a small group of longtime employees. And then we had this revolving door of temps that we literally in one year, we went through more than 100 temporary employees. Wow. It was, oh my gosh. some only lasted hours hmm. before they, you know, walked out because they didn't like the work, whatever it was. Um, and so we've known for a long time that we really needed to address that issue for our own sake. And the the real problem at the time was that we had too much responsibility on too few people. We knew that we needed to find the right people that we could put in place that could increase the accountability across the the, the um, entire company. And so we wor- we started working diligently on that in the last four years, mm-hmm. really. Um, before that, I mean, we, we, we tried, but it was hard to find the right people. But we've, admittedly, we've had to increase wages, and we've had to really try to, to find different ways to attract good people. But I, the, the team that we're working with right now is stellar. Um, we, and we recently... Had a um, we had a, a special dinner for some of our supervisors with just that message that without the current team I I don't know how we would make it um, because these guys are are self motivated and and they really they they look to they're on the same page with with the family you know they look to increase this the the company's profitability and and efficiencies and and the whole bit um, and. It, it, that really stems from just being able to find the right people mm-hmm. and working with Louisiana workforce has been part of that. Great. Um, and, and just, um, learning more about, you know, the, uh, how to handle employee issues, uh, the, all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. And really, I, I, I do agree. Um, having the right team in place makes all the difference, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> truly. Um, you have utilized some of the local training programs to support your workforce. Um, you talked a little bit about that just a second ago, but you have used some folks that have gone through the reentry court program, um, which trains nonviolent ex offenders to do skilled jobs as they are reintroduced into society. Um, can you talk about how that program worked for Joval? Yeah, sure, sure. And and actually, it, it's sort of two twofold because we we have work release mm-hmm. that comes from Orleans Parish. Okay. So those guys are still in prison, but they're trustees, and they're brought here by the sheriff's office mm-hmm. in the morning, and then they're picked up 
and brought back to to the, the parish prison in the afternoon. Um, the other is the um, the reentry where they're coming out of the state prison system, where they've actually learned a skill while they were there, mm-hmm. and then the, and then they come on board. I can tell you that in both cases, many of these guys have been some of our best employees, and. <laughs> The, um, the team that I, you know, that I was just talking so highly about, a number of those guys came from that program. Wow! It's it's a real success story, and and I'm proud of it. And like I said, I came from social work background, right? Sure, sure. And so you know that 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 really works for that part of of you know my uh, personality. Is that something that you? Um spearheaded when you came into the the organization um because of your background in social work and you just thought this might be something that's really great or 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 was the team already doing it no actually it it came from my cousin john the third and his involvement i guess with work with uh, the ojt program and you know and so forth and so we learned about about the the um the work release program Mm -hmm. first and we just looking at that it's got it's got its advantages tax wise you know and, and so forth um so we when we got involved with we didn't know what to expect sure but it was wonderful just because a lot of the times these guys you know when they come in their other choice is to sit in a cell mm-hmm. and do nothing right you know so they'd much rather be here working and they they work hard when yeah. they get here um the last thing they want is a report going back that you know that sure you know there, there was an issue right so um for you know when, once they get here they do some stellar work and what we've honestly found is that in most of these cases with the work release where they're still you know they're still in prison once they get released we we i don't know what the actual percentage is but the vast majority of them stay here with us that's wonderful and what we do to try and if, if there's somebody that we were really interested in and want, and want to keep, we do little incentives for them. We offer them, if we were paying them $8 an hour while they were here under that program, we'll offer them an additional dollar or more for every hour that they worked while they were, you know, in the program and pay that out as a, an incentive or a bonus over, you know, a, a 60, 90 day period Wonderful. just to get them to stay. I love that. Yeah. That's yeah. really cool. Um, and it, it's vast majority of it, absolute success stories, you know, um, we've some, some not so much. And there's some people we want to hang on to and they, they decide that they just can't stay in this environment, mm-hmm. you know, and have to move somewhere else or back to family and sure. so forth. But it's been a great story for us. That's, that's so wonderful to hear. Um, we love that businesses take advantage of these programs. It, it really is, um, it means a lot to Jedco and, you know, to, to the, the individuals who are running those organizations too. So, um, and we're proud to know that there is so much benefit to, to that. Mm-hmm. So, um, what is your, we're, we're kind of nearing the end of the question. So these are a little, a little bit more fun, but, um, maybe your favorite advice for up and coming manufacturers or what would you tell someone looking to start a business or grow a business? Yeah, sure. Um, you know, if if they specifically want to get into manufacturing, they need to take a lot into account. Mm-hmm. Um, and not that other 
other businesses, you know, retail or service industry don't have their own problems. But manufacturing is a big, you know, bite to chew on. Sure. It really is because you've got you've got raw materials coming in um, that have to be ordered months ahead of time and don't always get here when they're supposed to, you know, things like that. You've got to turn that into work in process and track all of that while you're doing it and then, um, you know, make a finished product and focus on selling the, the finished product. And it's just, it's a lot to, to handle. And then on top of that, you've got machine maintenance, machine repurchase. It, it's, it's a lot. Yeah, it, it's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> but, um, you know, regardless, um, I, I think in any situation, whether it's, whether it's somebody that just really enjoys um, fixing engines or somebody that really enjoys making floral arrangements, Ultimately, you know, there, people come to the decision that they want to they want to work for themselves and, and do it, you know, for themselves. And I think it's important if you're a business owner just starting out or if you're considering um, opening your own business that you really number one, you need to know why you want to do it. And there's the old adage, ask yourself why five times. And I think that's important. You really need to, to continue to say, why do you want to do this and get down to the real reason? And if if you get down, you know, to multiple layers and, and you still feel like it's just something that that's in you that you want to do, then you got to go for it. Um, and um, I would say that some of the important things that, that you need to um, to remember are that you may be good at at being a mechanic or being a, a florist, but when you own your own business, you have to transition you can't be just the technician anymore. You know, you have to become the manager and then ultimately the entrepreneur. Um, in the Goldman Sachs program, the main thing that they hammer into you is that you don't work in your business anymore. You work on your business. And, you know, and so here at Joval, any time day to day, we can get caught up in just the little minutia that, that you know, that uh, floods our office, you know, all day long, every day. Um, so we have to schedule the important meetings. Mm -hmm. We have to schedule focusing on the bigger picture. Mm -hmm. And that's super important if, you know, if, if you're looking to uh, open your own business. And then, you know, on top of that, you've got to reach out. You've got to, to when we talk about other business owners, you've got to reach out to other business owners. You've got to find a mentor. You need to look for educational opportunities. Um, you know, you can't just sit in your own world and, and, and try to solve your own problems. You have to look out outwardly. That's excellent advice. And we work with a lot of entrepreneurs through the Jedco challenge and in other, you know, a lot of businesses coming to us that are starting up and need loans and things like that. And, you know, that kind of advice is so, so valuable. So thank you for sharing that for sure. What is your favorite part about your job? Um, you know, it's, it's, I guess it's twofold. Number one, I really love a sales success. I truly do. Um, it, because especially in this industry, the sales process is a lengthy one. Sure. And when, you know, it, it can take literally years to, to wow. um, bring somebody on, huh. you know, so, um, a lot of, of just going out there and going to the same people and, you know, and, and sometimes they don't, 
buy a thing from you for a long time, but there's going to be that one opportunity where you can come through for them. And before you know it, there are other vendors out and you're in. And it, it's, I love the, the success of that. And the other part is just the fact that, you know, we're, we're a family business. I enjoy working with my family. My dad's here. He, he's semi-retired, but he's here you know, many days of the week. My uncle's here. My cousin's here. Um, but in addition, the employees that are here. Um, and we actually have families working here. We have, we have two pairs of husband-wife teams that what? work here. Um, we've had siblings working here. Okay. Um, we've had um, f- uh, parent-child working here. You I know? love so, that. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, so I feel really good about that. We, you know, we truly do care about our employees. We care about their safety. We care about the fact that they can accomplish the things that they want to in their lives. That's wonderful. Um, what is next on the horizon for Joe Val? Where, where, where do you see this business going? Mm-hmm. It's part of our growth plan that we want to reach out more into the commercial market. We talked about that a little mm-hmm. earlier. Um, and, you know, also we talk a lot about trimming product lines that mm-hmm. don't make as much sense anymore, sure. as well as starting new product lines that, um, you know, where we see some good opportunities. Um, we've partnered with other businesses as well. Um, one of the big things that, that is important to commercial work is spiral pipe. Mm. That's a big investment in machinery. Rather than make that investment, we reached out to a, a company in Alabama. So they were looking to purchase the stuff that we make because they need it to sell to customers there in Alabama. Huh. And we need the spiral pipe that they make. So we've got a a really good partnership with those guys, and it's helped us grow. It's part of the growth plan that that I put forward in the Goldman Sachs program, and it's working. And I'm really happy about that. And we're going to continue to move toward those things. Also, um, just geographically, we're we're continuing to try to expand out, um, you know, further um, all the time. And... The Texas market, I don't know, it's one I've got my eye on, but I tell you, it's a really competitive market. Sure. But I think with targeted items, and especially when we talked about the, the patented product, that the duck saddle, I think it's ripe for the Texas mm-hmm. market. Just have to really work on the marketing campaign for that and, and, and you know getting that in place. Um, other than that, other partnerships, um, you know, potentially down the line and we've got some some other ideas about a new venture that would be more of a that would service the steel industry and as a matter of fact um we we recently had kate introduce some people with host at the avondale oh, property wonderful. and yeah. you know to, to just kind of talk about that i mean that's a little bit long term sure. but but it's something that you know in our five-year plan or less hopefully mm-hmm. you know much less than that um, you know, these things can can come to fruition. So I see some some good things for Joval. We're very growth focused. We weren't always, you know, we went through a period where we didn't grow much at all, but we're very growth focused now, and, and um, we're headed in that direction. Well, all of this sounds incredibly exciting. I wish you the best of luck on on all of these ventures and the partnerships. I mean, just so exciting. Thank you so, so much for being on the show. I am so appreciative of your time. I know you're busy, um, and I've learned so much. This is an incredibly interesting industry, So, um, and I'm delighted to spend some time here at Joe Val. Um, thank you so, so much for having me. Absolutely. I'm glad to do it, and I will certainly be listening 
for future podcasts. I think it's a, a great service that you all are doing to open up all of the other Jefferson Parish businesses and, um, and you know, potentially allow us to learn more about each other and network out and, yeah. and work together, hopefully. That is the hope. Thank you so much. Yes, indeed. <laughs> A very special thanks to Barry for taking time out of his busy schedule to be a part of this show. I found his business and his story to be absolutely fascinating, and I hope you will too. Every Thursday, we will release new episodes of Jefferson Parish Pulse. This season, we're highlighting the manufacturers that have helped make this area a hub for business and innovation. To be sure you don't miss out on these amazing business stories, subscribe to the Jefferson Parish Pulse on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. If you like what you hear, feel free to give us a good rating or leave a comment on the episode. All of that helps other people find our show and enjoy it too. Of course, we will be sharing links to all of our episodes on our social media platforms. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Jedco underscore news and on Facebook at Jefferson Parish Economic Development. You can also visit our website at jedco.org. We want to hear from you. If you have feedback about the show or if you'd like to recommend a guest, please email me at kscram at jedco.org. Thanks so much for listening. Do you have like a bell that you ring whenever you get a new <laughs> sale or something? <laughs> we don't, but mm, Maybe we could the... probably make one. <laughs> That's a Christmas wish list, right? <laughs> right, right, exactly. <laughs>